like every episode, we like to uh, kind of dedicate the final segment of an episode to a specific topic. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the season overall. Excellent, because I think now that, you know, we've got to the season finale, you know, it's a good time to kind of take a look back at where we started and where we've gone through. I know I myself, I have uh, rated and ranked everything. And uh, some of my ratings have changed since the actual podcast, just because when I, I I'm trying to do a, you know a comparative list so that I can do a, a proper ranking. So I know I have mine ranked and rated. So I'm looking forward to discussing this. Let's talk about these episode rankings first, then we'll go in how we think the season was overall, like in terms of like cohesiveness and stuff. So okay, what were your top three episodes ranking? Give me the top three and the the ranks. Okay, so my number one, and there is some recency bias here, so I'm going to admit there's probably some recency bias, is that the season finale of Spiral, a.k.a. My Two Dads, uh, was my favorite episode. I thought it was great, and uh, you just listened to why I thought it was great, so I'm not going to beat that one with a with a dead horse. Uh, my second You're not going to beat it with the dead horse? Yeah, you know how heavy that dead horse is, and you know <laughs> I, I play tennis, but I don't think I can lift a the dead horse. Okay. My second uh, favorite episode I've ranked as an eight and that is as you were, which we were just talking about our oh, shapeshifter who done it. I love that the whole cast is together and uh, you know, just a little, I love shapeshifter and who done it mystery. Every series needs one. And then Nathan wearing that ridiculous cat mask I mean, <laughs> that really took it over the top to number two. And then you can probably guess my number three. I bet you can guess it. Is it the fire one? No. That was one of your favorites at the time. Yeah, I moved that one down after comparing it to other ones. It's still pretty high, but uh, Harmony. Harmony is my third favorite. And, that's that's uh, a pretty high one for me. I like Harmony yeah. a lot. I, and you know me, I, I love music. I think the story between the husband and wife, the tragedy, his guilt over it, and then being able to come up with a cool, happy ending, and we get Lucy's name. So that was my, uh, that was my third highest. What are your, some of your favorites? You might not have them ranked. Um, as you were is probably my favorite episode still, just because I'm also a sucker for like who done it type things. So uh, that one is probably one of my favorites. I also I probably rank it a lot higher than you is resurfacing the episode we just did before this. Uh, I love the super speed J whatever the guy's last name was J J J. That was a really fun one. Had me you know for a loop. So those those are probably my two favorites with harmony as well, and then probably spiral. Maybe Spiral Above Harmony, somewhere in there, those two. So those are probably my top four. Yeah, and my fourth was the pilot because it yeah. brought us to 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 this world. So I liked it. And, and uh, re- resurfacing, you know, it got a score of a seven for me, a seven out of ten. Uh-huh. But, but that was only good for ninth because uh, I had a couple other sevens I liked that more, which was... Uh, that was good for ninth, like ninth place? Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's low. I, I like sketchy better. And, you like uh, sketchy more than resurfacing. I do. You're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> sketchy. Do. Wait, what? I was defending sketchy when we recorded. You were like, yeah, this episode I wasn't super fond of. And I was like, I think it's a – I was like, I think I gave it a higher score than you. I told you I I, re, I went back and, you know, re-looked at my notes for everything. <laughs> I even, list, you know, listened to some of our podcasts on it. Fair enough. Some People of our change. episodes. So Opinions I changed change. some of my minds. Yeah, you know. And, some of your minds. 
Somewhat, yeah, I've got extra. How many do you have in there? Well, you've heard of split personality disorder. Unfortunately, of the nine personalities, eight are assholes, and they're (laughs) usually the prominent ones. So, Uh, the the one good one doesn't show up very often. Okay, so what's your least favorite episode, or least two? Pick your bottom two. Oh, you're not gonna like my bottom two because I know you like. Oh God, is resurfacing one of your bottom? No, 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 no. It's nine. There's thirteen episodes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So number 13 is Consumed. <laughs> wow. Consumed is your least favorite episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a toss-up between that and Fur. And uh, I could see Fur being... I, I didn't like the brother, the, the the brother's food poisoning trouble. I thought it was kind of a stupid trouble. Uh, <laughs> I did like Duke's backstory and, you know, and Duke getting the goal. And but it also had the boutique scene, which uh, while that Fair is, gr- you know, that, that that was pretty horrible. And uh, we got introduced to the lobster pup, and then uh, I, that's her- a bonus. That's a positive. The, yeah, lobster, the lobster pup, pup is a, is a, is a positive. Thing. Yeah. So let me make sure that is clear. And then uh, fur, uh, just you know, I uh, it seemed kind of like a I, while a cool trouble, be, be basically being able to keep yourself alive forever. It uh-huh. was really it was really hokey. It was, uh, you know, we, we did get to meet Jess in it, but, you know, the, the way they introduced Jess is kind of, you know. I thought Jess's introductory episode was her best. I thought it was afterwards that things started to go downhill with Jess, like, immediately in sketchy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, she was going to shoot Jimmy with a tranquilizer dart if he tried to use his trouble. So uh, so my least favorite episodes are probably uh, my le- my bottom two. My least favorite episode of the season is Butterfly, the second episode. It's aging like uh, it's aging like Taco Bell in the fridge in my mind. It's just not going well. The more yeah, I think he, about, <laughs> hey, you, you didn't like uh, you got something against naked meteor meteorite showers? I mean, I, I mean that's fine. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't like seeing Nathan in rampage mode, which surprisingly he did a lot of rampage mode throughout the season. <laughs> I just thought Butterfly. I mean. I talked to this to death in episode, in our second, third, and fourth episodes of our podcast. So I'm not going to go too much further into it because I'm sure people are like, oh, fuck, here he goes again. Here's, here's Somebody... he go again, bitching about the order of the episodes. <laughs> but it comes, I'll get to the order of the episodes in a minute. Um, but Butterfly is just, man, it's just, it's just a bad second episode. It's just a bad second episode. It's just, it's not a very good episode, but your second episode is, I would wager almost as important as your first episode because your first episode has a bit of leeway to be different. It has a bit of leeway. It's got to establish all these things. So there's a lot of like mechanics to a first episode, but the second episode has to reinforce this idea of what you're watching, right? Because a pilot, after you see a pilot, it could go anywhere, right? The show, mm-hmm. it right. set a path, but you still could be like, well, hey, this is a little different than I thought it would be, right? Like, I always wonder, I don't know, man, maybe I'm going to get like shit for this, but like, I don't think The Walking Dead has a great pilot. I don't think you really see the reality of what the show is until he gets back with his people, right? Because that first episode is a lot of him alone on the horse and shit. Yeah, waking up, waking up in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's a way to reveal it to you the zombies, but it's not a good represent. And sure, it, so it thematically sets a lot of stuff up and like does a lot of contextual shit that we need to know, but it doesn't really give you a good it doesn't give you a good view of what the show is like because the show is a lot of character ensemble drama, right? It's mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of like yeah. Shane and Lori and Carl and 
fucking Andrea, whoever, uh, at the beginning. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's changed it's, so much. <laughs> it's a lot of dialogue in between killings. <laughs> exactly, right? It's a lot of it's a lot of like intricate relationships. And so the first episode is not a good signpost to what the show actually is like episode, right? You wouldn't watch the first episode and be like, oh, so this show is going to be a lot of like character drama. You'd think it's kind of hardcore action or like lonely, like stuff going on or like, you know, like you would think it's maybe a quiet show when it's not that it's almost pure dialogue, like the whole way through and then intense killings for like 10 minutes. Oh, wait till they get to Herschel's farm. Um, And so I think, you know, the second episode is important to reinforce like, no, this is like, we had to, we had to give you all this information and give you the tone of the show in the pilot, but this is what you can expect every episode moving forward. Generally, obviously I'm not saying it has to stick to this, but the second episode is saying, this is what we look like. You know, it's like you go on a first date and you're trying to impress someone. And then the second episode takes them home and you see what they really look like at home. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, if you know, you, you get there on the second date, you know, oh, I should you know. say this. People can fake who they are the first time you meet them. The second episode is when you meet the real them and you're like, oh, you're actually an asshole or, oh, actually, you're really boring or actually you're like a psycho or, you know, or actually you're really cool. Yeah. I, I like to think I convey being an asshole on the first meeting, sometimes without even speaking. It's just it's it's on my face. We'll have to ask the viewers if uh, 13 episodes in, if they've realized it yet. Uh, the, 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 the viewers, <laughs> they have not seen my face yet. And if they have, they're stalkers. And then I, I need a restraining order. I don't think I have to worry about that. <laughs> I think episode two is really important to showing you what this show is going to look like. And I don't think Butterfly does a good job of that. I think Harmony and I think Consumed both do better jobs of showing what this show actually looks like than Butterfly. Um, and then my second least favorite is Ball and Chain. This is a Helena episode just because it's just, oh man, it's so unbalanced. It's just spending so much time doing all this shit. We have scenes we absolutely don't need. And then at the end, everything's dumped in one huge <sighs> exposition dump, like just like, yeah. oh, yeah, here's everything in the middle of like a child delivery. It's like, holy shit. A lot of this information could have been given around. Abigail doesn't really make much sense or Abby, whatever she's called. Ab- uh, Abby. P- and this, piss poor yeah. mother Abigail tribute. Uh, well, she's God, that, right? She represents God, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, circumstances around the trouble are so complex that I'm just like irritated oh well sure well you know you know well geez uh you know i've already had two babies let me go kill a third man for a th- why why well, would she been chained that's the logic but like the way the trouble actually works of like oh it activates on friday nights oh it ha- so she on friday night transforms into another person gets guys pregnant or i'm sorry steals <laughs> oh, now that <laughs> would be a trouble <laughs> yeah uh sorry gets pregnant from guys immediately and then sucks the life out of them if they touch the baby or like come like are within a certain range. It's just just unnecessarily complex. And they die the first time she holds the baby. So. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, that's so weird. Uh, yeah. So I just didn't like any of that. A little convoluted could have got. Hey, but it gave us the tickle stick, you know, which uh, <laughs> I'll take the lobster pups over the tickle stick. Uh, and uh, it gave us access to Joe, the player Campbell, 
So it's true. Mean, that guy, he's given us quite a bit of material on this podcast, but yeah. I, I never thought he would play such a prominent role on uh, <laughs> trouble to return to Haven. Uh, that's how you know it's you good. Get your podcast. That's the, that's the greatest. Those are the greatest inside jokes are the ones you're not expecting to stick around. So those are probably my least two favorites. And, and you know, kind of to agree with you ball and chain, I had it ranked 11 of 13 and then yeah. uh, butterfly. I had 10 of 13. So they, they, you know, they weren't very good episodes. I mean, I know you liked consumed a, a lot more than me, and I did enjoy parts of it. But there's just, some things that when you look at them overall, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. But there's some things that in the moment are enjoyable. But when you are done, the only thing I can think of, I don't even want to draw the comparison to because it's just going to get too complex. Um, <laughs> are you going to go? There, there are. St- <laughs> no, I got, I'll, I'll go here since since we just so we did it recently. To compare it to something else, there are certain Survivor seasons that are very fun to watch in the moment, but once they're done, I feel nothing about them. And there are or like then once I'm out of them, they weren't memorable. And I'm sure there's other TV shows and stuff and movies that listeners can compare this to. And then there are some seasons where I didn't necessarily enjoy moment to moment. I wasn't like enthralled, but once I got an overview look of the episode or sorry, the season. I was like, you know what? That was actually really interesting. There's a lot of like interesting things going on here that I couldn't see while I was in the woods. It was only once I got out of the woods and was able to get a look at the whole forest that I like noticed how cool this is. And I think Consumed is an episode that in the woods is a good episode. And once you get out of the woods and take a look at it overall, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Is this good? I would also say that's The Walking Dead overall. (laughs) Is that I think in the (laughs) woods, it's fun. But once you get out of the woods, you're like, what was this? What was this all about? Well, yeah, and uh, I mean, what, what what's the biggest thing we get out of uh, consumed? Hey, Duke gets the goal. I mean, that's be, a pretty big development. It's a pretty big thing. That's yeah, it is. It is. But I like so, the pacing of the episode. I liked the first half was so was super dense with like information, but not not overloaded. But it was it was paced so well. And then the second half gives us access to great character moments because we've gotten unlike it's the opposite of ball and chain where ball and chain, all the, all the exposition is just dumped like in five minutes at the end versus consumed where the exposition is nicely threaded through the first 24 minutes. And then the next 20 minutes we get to enjoy kind of the fruits of their labor. Yeah, in, in ball and chain, it is. It's like an avalanche. Uh, you yeah, kind of like you got to like pause and be like, oh, wait a minute, I might have to rewind and watch this part again <laughs> yeah. to make sure I catch everything with you know regarding this this damn trouble. So and, and consumed it, is is laid out n- nicely. It's just I don't like like I said I don't like the trouble. It, like I said, when I think you see the the forest overall is when you kind of start being like, yeah, wait a minute. Uh, I do agree with fur. That the trouble is, is some of our listeners have emailed us or talked about it in our Reddit sub, uh, in our Reddit threads, is that the trouble is super draws just a lot of fucking questions to fur, like uh, <laughs> like going to the doctor and shit is super weird. So I don't know how that would look either. So fur, fur, I ultimately it's okay, it's middling. So to kind of transition, this is a good this is a good segue to transition to what we what do you think what do you think are things the season did well as a season and what do you think things are that it did bad? I'll, I can start <laughs> as I ask you a question, then be like, I'll answer it <laughs> just to give I was you married a- before. So I understand <laughs> how this works. Yeah. I think something this season did well was, was it created a nice, enjoyable environment as we talked about before is like, I really enjoy 
the town of Haven, I found an effect that was happening to me in the middle of watching was that, especially in the middle of the season, I think the middle of the season is kind of weak. I don't think, I think there's a good uh, stretch of not very good episodes, but I was still enjoying the show overall. It's a weird effect where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of not liking these episodes, but I'm still liking the show and I'm liking Haven overall. And so I think it's, they get you attached to the characters, to the setting into this world so much that you're willing to put up with some lackluster, mediocre plotting and kind of answering of questions is a weakness. I think they have in coherent ways, but I think they make this world so familiar and nice to be in that it's not as damaging. No, I, I, I agree with you there. I think they um, do create this environment with, uh, you know, so it first goes back to the, the town of Lunenburg. It's a beautiful little town. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <clears throat> the uh the setting and just you know the shots of the water i mean it's i would love to go visit sometime uh not this time you know not in the winter but in um in the summer season i would love to go 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 see the town it looks absolutely beautiful it's shot they've really created you know really for the most part really good characters maybe some of the guests characters aren't aren't the best but (laughs) most of the main characters are good i mean rev it's, you know, it, 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 unless you're kind of blind, Rev is obviously being set up as an adversary for season two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I like that. We, we, we get him early, even though the episode itself wasn't very good, but we get Rev early and we see now, boom, we come back. This guy's going to be the thorn in the side for the next the, the next season. So good characters, great, great setting. The it, it does dialogue very well. Um, I'd say at times. I think at some, times there's there's some bad dialogue too. I mean, you know, at times, and, and, and that's you know some of the things I, I and I think more, you know the main actors, the main three, yeah, are gen- generally very, very, very good. Lucas, and Emily, so- and Eric, the, and, and the, the primary supporting characters like Vince, Dave, the chief. Rev, Eleanor, uh, I, I I even think I thought there was some botched writing in terms of uh, uh, Jen, but I thought she was all she, like as an actress, she was fucking awesome. So I think they also picked very strong for the people who were going to be around for a long time. I don't think they misfired ever. Uh, I think I think on some of the support on some of the guest cast, there was some misfires, but like the right. babysitter. What was the babysitter's name from the Firestarter episode? From the Firestarter episode, yeah, Vanessa, uh, right? Oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking. See, you were calling her the the babysitter and uh, Duke's babysitter, by the way. And I was thinking of her as the guidance counselor <laughs> in high school. So, well, she's both. She yeah. explodes, but has no visible markings. But uh, right. Well, I mean, that's not her fault. But her, that's not her, 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 her bad acting a, is her fault. Yeah. And the uh, the writing also does no does no favors for her in that episode. She has some pretty hard lines to deliver. The captain, though, from Sketchy, he did. <laughs> he has some fun. He was a good. He was a good villain. Uh, captain Richards was. Yeah, uh, he was. <laughs> it was kind of cool because first I was like, oh, this guy just seems like a tool," and then all of a sudden he gets a little power and he gets drunk with it and gets that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, I'm, "I'm gonna fuck up the whole town." You know, basically, I'm gonna be God in Haven. So yeah, it was it was interesting. He escalated really quickly. <laughs> so what do you think about the like troubles? Like, what do you think about the troubles we've accrued? So or are we going to talk about something that we don't like about the season before we move on to the troubles? 
Fair enough. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You go uh, first. I'll go first, and because uh, and I'll save what I know is yours for you. <laughs> you haven't told me what it is, but I've got a pretty good idea. I think we have a same. I think we have a similar problem. So, what what I think you're going to talk about, I do think is is a problem as well. I think it's a you know it's a big problem, and it. But I I'm going to let you cover that. You you actually articulate it that better than me. Uh, one of the things I I don't like is I don't like when we have like open threads because. Uh, and and for you know and there's a few points around it but they have a tendency to find something that they think is cute or funny and mm. then they just oh yeah that me, that they beat was... me over the head with it you had and, a problem uh, with that yeah yeah audrey with the names or for the love of christ you know can she not remember <laughs> a name by at least the end of the episode well, I, I told mean. you that was my like pet peeve i so i agree with that i i, I agree with you that yeah it was it we got fucking ridiculous in certain episodes like that one got annoying at a point where you're like okay fuck you this isn't like a person wouldn't be this bad at it right i mean and that's just it going going to the well too many too many times times, so i agree i agree with that criticism now Uh, now lay lay it on me the, the episode switching fucks up the initial you only have one chance to make an impression on a viewer and they're if if you fuck it up they're gone like that they're you know people will be like yeah fuck this not most people aren't loyal like we are where they'll like keep watching a show they don't like uh i mean you're more extreme than i am but i will sometimes i watched all of fucking sharp objects and hated every episode of it but hey i watched two seasons of blue bloods before i realized i didn't like it (laughs) just kidding (laughs) yeah he's just kidding he watched every season of it i have not (laughs) i have not um i thought that was a big problem once you kind of clear it though it's okay but man, when you're in that episode two, three, four cycle, that really sucks. Uh, it's just they messed up, and it's it was a I think it was a case of uh, you know painters coming back to the painting and adjusting over adjusting right, just adding too much to the painting, and you fuck up and lose the original beauty of it. I think that's what they did is they went in and were like, oh, you know what, we need to, we need to change the order of everything when the order was perfectly fine the way it was. Now it's just a convoluted mess that you can see the strings you know of the pup you know of the puppet that they're pulling around and jerking around you can see like i like to say that storytellers sometimes it's like a performance and i don't like when i can see the strings right like a reason i don't like aaron sorkin is because it's transparently fake to me like his dialogue sounds completely not how anyone talks at all and sometimes i like stylized stuff but i think his tries to disguise itself as something real rather than tarantino which clearly feels you know, fictional, it's in a Tarantino universe, right? Whereas Sorkin tries to make you think this is the real world, but then nothing, things feel wrong. And you can see the strings that he's pulling, that they're just puppets and that he's speaking through them. Yeah, people, yeah, people don't go off on 10 minute speeches <laughs> as if it's a conversation with another another person. Yeah, I and, mean, ba- and, basically soliloquies. And, <laughs> and they all sound like him, right? Uh, he's a pretty well-spoken guy too. I like listening to him in interviews. It's actually really cool. Uh, but his characters all sound like one voice. Like when you're watching the newsroom and they all sound like one guy talking through 10 bodies, that's a problem for me. Uh, so I think in that shifting around episodes two, three, and four, I could see Dunn and er- Ernst and Dunn. I don't know why I switched around there. Uh, Ernst and Dunn, like you can see them 
be, you know, as the creator's moving the puzzle pieces around and it's, you're like, something's wrong here. Something's not, doesn't feel right. And then later it kind of corrects itself. My, See, we've, been, we've been calling it Erst and Dunn uh, the whole time, but if we go by alphabetical order, it wouldn't be it be Dunn, Dunn and Erst? And Erst? <laughs> yeah. But then Maybe. that kind of, that either way, it sounds like a, like attorneys. But yeah, just to know. shake it up in season two, we'll start calling them Dunn and Ernst just to throw, you know. Mm. It's Have like you been hit by co- a negligent semi-driver? Call <laughs> Ernst and Dunn. We get results. Um, but I think co- the way they reveal, the way they're placing secrets and mystery, I think, can be incoherent at times. Here's a question. Maybe I'm just missing things. What happened with the Colorado kid? He's dead. Like, how? Well, apparently Max Hansen killed him, but no one could prove it. How? What? How? What was the method? How did he die? He wedged a piece of steak in his esophagus and <laughs> what? No, to that's death? that's the book, <laughs> uh, which you can hear about in a Patreon episode. But we don't know how he died. Uh, we don't even know that we don't know. I know this sounds stupid, but we don't even <laughs> know that we don't know that it's a mystery who the Colorado kid is, right? Like, who the fuck? It's not even really stated that they don't know who the Colorado kid was, correct? Right. As far as they, I can remember. But you got to remember, the box, uh, the, the box to Chief's shoulder was empty. So she, she's got but nothing to they had the newspaper article, but we didn't get any information from the reporting on that newspaper article. Because That's, we've already talked about the Teagues being assholes and not coming clean with info for her. Sure, yeah. but there has to be literal coherent information for you for that was in that newspaper article. Like, what is the Colorado kid? We're talking about a mystery that has no context to it. We can't begin to formulate theories on what was going on because we don't. Was he strangled? Was he shot? Was he drowned? Uh, is it a person that is, you know, like shouldn't have been there? Like the book, you know, we'll, we we don't want to reveal too much because it's in our Patreon. But like there's a big mystery about the Colorado kid. But the details of trying to solve the mystery is part of and maybe and I don't remember how it goes but like there's just not even any context to what's happening with the colorado kid mystery there's no context to what the fuck is with the time timeline of the troubles like now it's really confusing like was the chief holding his earthquake in did nathan was he able to feel at some point and then not again like it's well, hard. He, and that's what's implied as we go through it because i think it even says it you know i think it was like after a couple of years you know it went away and then uh so, but so how many how many years do the troubles last for? It sound it, I I mean I'd almost guess they last for like three to five years or three years. But, but why would Nathan's Nathan's sense of smell is so strongly developed, even though he's been able to feel for essentially twenty years of his life, right? Uh, yeah, so that, that, it's just confusing. It's just information that doesn't quite line up t- together, in my opinion. Chief being a rookie on the police force after coming back from Nam, but you know, also when the trouble in the reg- started in '83. But also he was a rookie post Nam, but also in the Reagan administration. It's like, how long were you a rookie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, how'd you make chief with uh, staying a rookie that long? Yeah, uh, we have no context to what Max did. Who's this family he murdered? It's just kind of thrown in there. It's like, oh, he murdered that family, and it's like. Maybe we should have known sooner that there was a family that was murdered at some point uh, or that the Colorado kid killer, the suspected killer was in Shawshank would have like helped. Because then when that Shawshank bag gets dropped, you're like, oh, shit, the Colorado kids murderer is here. Oh, fuck. Like, 
you know, it would be like a bigger specter, but there's just not context to the mysteries that were given. Like, we're not even sure what we don't know. Does that make sense? That's like my biggest problem is I don't even know what I don't know yet. Like, I need framework to then be like, like Julia's tattoo. I don't know what this means. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, it's just an ominous tattoo. But if I was like, oh, it's part of a secret organization or a cult or like, this is like, don't be ruining season two. No, I don't know. But like <laughs> super, I honestly don't remember, but super or like super troubled people have the tattoo or something, you know, like, I don't know, like what the tattoo means. Like, that's why we got to come back for season two. So right. that- but how many answers did we get in season one? None. We didn't get shit. Chief dies doesn't even fucking say anything useful. Oh, Audrey, I was just waiting for you to come back. Yeah, we fucking know she like came back. We know we know she's Lucy. Yeah, we, we yeah. figured it out by now. And then Nathan yeah. doesn't even ask about that. He's not like, what did Chief mean? You came back. He just lets that line go instead of like, you know, and Audrey being like, oh, I was going to oh. tell you I'm actually Lucy. Then he could be like, like, what the when were you going to fucking tell me? And she's like, oh, I was I was trying to tell you. Uh, and then all your dad was dying. <laughs> Dude, he was a little he was a little distraught at that time. So I'm, I'm going to give I'm going to give Nathan a pass on that one because, yeah, he was a little. Distraught. So then why even include? I don't know. To me, I understand. But like, that's also a high drama point. That's like a missed. That's a missed punch. That's a missed critical hit for Nathan to be like, because then I don't know the fight of like. Why didn't you say everything was going to be all right? Doesn't re- I don't know. I didn't love it. And I think if he was angry of like, when were you going to tell me about this? And her being like, I was about to, I think would work better than uh, you didn't tell my dad he was going to be all right, even though we both knew he was going to explode. <laughs> we both knew he was dying. And she was like, she doesn't need to tell me. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, and I understand Nathan's not thinking rational, obviously. Yeah, I, th- I think you're being a little hard on Nathan. He's, you know... He- he, he'd been kicked in the, the crotch, you know, uh, like uh, like the police and synchronicity too. Uh, every day, every single day is like a humiliating kick in the crotch as Sting uh, writes and sings. Uh, Nathan had a horrible day. And, sure, he you had know, a horrible day. And uh, so I, I can give him I can I can give him a pass with not questioning that at that time. But yeah, that's but we're not but we're not giving we're not giving Nathan a pass. You're, you're giving the writers a pass. Like you're <laughs> you're giving the writer a pass. And I'm not saying every person acts rationally. Obviously, real life people act irrational as hell. But this dialogue isn't supposed to completely mirror real life. Obviously, I know I just complained about Sorkin's, but I think it's because it's too far on the spectrum. Whereas like Nathan, I think that was a line that was planted and needed to be executed upon, but wasn't. Uh, and we're getting to, we're getting, I'm getting too into the details, but that's my point is that there's just these misses where like the questions are too broad. And maybe that's a better way to say is like my question about the Colorado kid are, are, are too voluminous where I, I, I have too many about the what's going on here with that. What's the timeline of the troubles? Like was are the power, did the trouble stay? Like, I don't understand the rule sets to the universe. And I think <laughs> that's an issue. I think a lot of that gets released uh, in future seasons. I mean, we, we, we find, I mean, we will find more about the, I do recall we will find out more about the Colorado kid and all of that. And uh, I think they were saving. So I would have liked a little more information. I'd mentioned it earlier, Mm -hmm. but uh, I also would like the writers to be on the podcast. I'm just kidding, but no, I'm not kidding about wanting the writers on the podcast, but. Yeah, so I think that stuff's coming, and they gave us enough to hopefully get us through. You know, 
through season one and wanting to watch season two. It worked for me in 2010. It worked for me in 2020. It worked for me yeah, now. But you also gave Blue Bloods a second season, didn't you? I, th- I think I did, and I, re- <laughs> I regret it. And this was a trend of TV at the time, for sure. It was building up, and it was a, it was a we we were living in a post lost world. It was very cool for a lot of shows to just throw hundreds of mysteries. Like you remember that show Flashpoint that only lasted a season, where it was like some kind of event happened, but there was just no context around what was going on, and it was cool, but it just didn't seem to go anywhere. They got canceled after a season. You didn't. You got left with shit. You're just like, okay. What was all that? You never know. Journeyman. Here's a hundred fucking questions. Nothing canceled. That would have been Haven. If Haven got canceled after the season, it would have been a hundred fucking questions with not a single answer. Yeah. uh, Shame on, that was NBC, I believe. Both canceled Journeyman. Oh, no, I think Flashpoint was ABC. Flashpoint was ABC. Yeah. Uh, Journeyman should not have been canceled. That was a horrible decision. Uh, Well, I mean, it's up to how many people watch it, right? Yeah, um, I'm disappointed in America for not uh, viewing it enough. It was, you know, um, what, what's the other one that we we uh, with Jason Isaacson? Isaacs, uh, awake. Uh, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, excuse awake me. Awake actually attempted to answer everything at the end. There's actually a resolution to awake. It's not a good one, as we discussed before. Clearly, they knew they had a backup plan. They were they're getting canceled, so then they threw in the backup <laughs> plan to just resolve backup plan to resolve the whole thing. So at the end, he. Spoilers for Awake, if anyone's finding this show from like 2012 or whatever it was, <laughs> is planning on watching it. Spoiler alert. At the end, he woke up back in the universe with both his wife and son alive. Uh, and the whole thing is resolved. You never really find out why it was happening, but it, it's, en- it's ended. Yeah, which is a shame. It was a damn good show. It was a damn good, you know. T- yeah, that was definitely an era of like sh- really cool concepts not surviving. Um, I would have liked li- Life on Mars to last a little longer, you know. Well, how much uh, long did all. the British one last? Uh, I thought it got a like thought I thought like two or three seasons. I thought it got like two or three seasons. Yeah. So I think this was in a post lost world. The big trend at the time was to just throw every fucking mystery possible, and the pure and us just being like, what's gonna happen? was uh was working i think in a 2020 world i'm like yeah i need you to put your foot on the fucking gas a bit more because we're in a more competitive world now right which is a question we brought up in the first episode of our podcast was how does haven fare in 2020 versus 2010 uh so for example one show that you and i I remember we watched the first episode together and i remember we were fucking floored at the speed of it was american horror story the first (laughs) season was because it was like you were like, hey, do you want to watch American Horror Story? And I was like, oh, what? Is, it's a horror show. And you're like, yeah, haunted house. And I was like, great, here we go, another fucking haunted house. Thing oh, where it's gonna boy. go. It's gonna be slow. You know, through the first episode, we're gonna see some cabinets move and maybe you know, like some poltergeisty activity. But it's gonna t- pay. It's gonna take its time. Fuck no. No. That show came in 100 miles per hour and didn't take its foot off the gas. Just hits you and hits you. And you, you don't even, uh, it, you it almost gets uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it almost gets uncomfortable. You're, You're like, like oh, Jesus fuck. Christ, I'm still <laughs> trying to deal with that yeah. death. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. So I think we now live in a kind of post-American horror story. Not that maybe that's not the, but Ryan Murphy is pretty big. Um, we live in a post-Ryan Murphy world where, uh, I'm watching you on Netflix right now, and that show is going 100 miles per hour right now. Or I'm in the first season. I think season three is coming out soon. But that show goes 100 miles per hour as well. And so I think we're kind of in this new era where 
I don't know that shows that take its time and are just willing to give me a hundred mysteries and not answer a single one of them is harder for me to like digest than, and maybe this is like millennial 2020, like no attention span that like, I want answers now. And like I said, as in writing, my philosophy is I'd rather use all your ammo as fast. As an idea person, you're never going to run out of good ideas. So use all your good ideas as fast as you can just fucking unload. Uh, (laughs) Well, that, I, I, that's that's like that's that's what creates like drama and stuff. That's kind of a common mistake amateur writers make is they're like, oh, I want to take my time and pace. And I'm not saying Ernst and Dunn are amateurs, but uh, amateur writers a lot of the time like take their time. Whereas like the philo- my philosophy is fucking you know put your foot on the gas and go hard because that's going to create all the drama. And you can build all your stuff and development in those moments. It's just you're doing two things at once, uh, and I think Haven. Is just a product of its era. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously not a millennial, I'm, you know, uh, Gen X, but uh, <laughs> I think because like one of the things I think that's going on now is I think people like more limited series. Yeah, I mean, true. people like, you know, they want to be able to watch two, maybe three seasons, you know, and, and be done. I don't think there's a lot of people interested in, you know, and I'm saying new new shows. Yeah, there's things with built-in audiences like Walking Dead where people are willing to watch it for eight years. But, you know, under some like uh, some the Law and Orders, some yeah. of those shows. But like most of the new shows, I don't think you're going to see new shows go beyond two or three seasons because I just don't think people's appetite and I don't think people are willing to watch 10 seasons of 26 episodes. Uh, you know, I just, that, that's just the way it is. I, I myself have a hard time with, uh, you know, sometimes like, like I, I'm, I'm rewatching the office just cause I can't help it. I just love it. It's probably the funniest show in my life. It's hard to say. There's so many, there, there's a, a few really good ones. Yeah, I agree. I think it's not a lot of shows are built for like 20 episode seasons anymore. Um, and I think that's also like a weakness, right? So, I know we've brought it up before. It's a little surprising because we're not teenage girls, but, you know, we've watched Arrow. You know, a big problem was filling out these 20-episode seasons. You know, you have these villains of the weeks, and that's villains of the week, and that's fine. But then the big overarching character dramas and shits get so convoluted because – and same thing, I think, with Walking Dead runs into this, like, to an extent, is, like, to keep the season interesting, you got to keep doing these things. So it's like, oh, you know, like – you know, Rick's now like going to commit to being a good guy. Just kidding. Now he's on a psychopathic bender, you know, but now he's actually kind of like disillusioned, but now he's more committed than ever. You know, like you got to keep changing, you got to keep changing it up. And it starts to look so ridiculous. Once you take the whole forest look where you're like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? Um, or I think Game of Thrones at the end. Well, that's a whole other. That's just yeah, we don't we, we don't want to go. That's just uh, <laughs> that was just let me finish the shit and get on to my next project. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like. <clears throat> uh lost right lost is going back and forth a lot heroes you know going back and forth a lot uh a lot of these shows that aren't you know they're not csis they're not criminal minds not those ones those ones you know but like these ones that have like a specific that are trying to kind of do both do like a high concept thing and be a long-term long form long-term show it gets hard because it just like supernatural so fucking ridiculous with the brothers, oh, they hate each other. Now they're back together. Now, like, they fucking hate each other. Like, something else is Castiel's good. Castiel's bad. Castiel's good again. Castiel's, Castiel's dead. Castiel's back. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this back and forth. And I think the long term storytelling patterns, I think we got into a weird territory, right? Where we had the old era of like stuff like 
maybe the divide, maybe the beginning of the end for shows like that was like maybe NYPD Blue, maybe is like where we saw that we could do faster development rather than characters remaining the same, right? Rather than something like, I know it cheers changes over time, but like it's, you know, it's cheers like for a long, you know, you can watch any episode of cheers and it's okay. Whereas like NYPD blue then was kind of that show that put its foot on the gas. Right. And was like, fuck, no, these people are, you know, this shit's going to go somewhere. I have to see it at the beginning. And then it's another soap opera. We got into this weird space where people want to do high concept things, but over, but the period, the TV schedule is over long episode amounts. Right. So it was caught in this weird place. And I think now high concepts are more suited to shorter seasons where, you don't have to include like, oh, you know, Sam Winchester develops a cocaine addiction. You know, obviously, I don't think that ever happened. But like, oh, he got addicted to demon blood, didn't he? Yeah, so similar. Yes, he did. So Dean Winch <laughs> for this season, Sam Winchester's going to be addicted to demon blood, which is just like, you know, they had to have something for that season for a character like drama for him to get through. Right. Even if it seems preposterous and it doesn't fit into the overall theme of maybe. I know it only pertains to the first five seasons. Right. But Sam was supposed to be the vessel for Satan or Lucifer, and then Dean was supposed to be the vessel for Michael, right? The Archangel. That was like the end goals for those characters, right? And then the you know, half-brother comes and takes over for Michael. So Dean lives, Sam goes to hell. And then we get that last 30 seconds. I fucked everything up. The show should have ended at season five. But that was the end goal, right? And so anything kind of in between, like Dean going to hell was like a kind of... Oh, it's long filler. Shows a lot of have things to, are... I guess that's, yeah, a good, that's a good way to say it, is filler. But it's like, you know... I know it's like running plays in football. It's just like, I don't know, stuff to run out the clock. It's like, hey, uh, we need to get through some episodes. So uh, Sam's got a demon blood addiction. Rick's got a urinary infection or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, dude, if you're going to do 20 plus episodes in a season, you know, like Arrow, uh, any of them, you're just going to have some like shit episodes, you know, even if they're they're great actors. And uh, I love the premise of Super. I I, I loved yeah. it at the beginning. It just it just went on way, way, way way too talk long. about filler um <laughs> it's like it's yeah. uh, most of its existence <laughs> you know so <clears throat> that that's so yeah this day and age i think 13 episodes is probably the max that you i would probably if i was doing a show it'd be the max i would do i'd probably shoot for 10 and yeah. uh i think eight to ten is uh, i'd probably try to do eight yeah, except shoot for 10 and probably limit it to two to three seasons just because I'd rather go out on my terms than get canceled by the network. That's fair. My problem with Haven oh. is that it's it's a product of its era with, like I said, post-Lost World. It was keep your cards to your chest tight. Hold them tight and don't, let, don't give the audience shit. Uh, that'll keep them coming back. Whereas I think American Horror Story and other shows similar that came out around similar times or afterwards were like, nah, put your foot on the fucking gas. Like, let's go. Uh, yeah, but see, with American Horror Story, kind of like you said, you know, kind of shoot your whole load, at, you know, at it. It is uh, it's each season for the most part. is yeah. a self-contained season. So you don't have to worry about, you know, planning for the future. You know, now there is a difference with, uh, you know, Armageddon because Armageddon takes elements from other uh, seasons into it. But I think that's really the first time they really do that. With Sure, and sure. I, and I like I said. I would rather you use, it's like, okay, I got 13 bullets. Uh, do I save one bullet per episode? I'd rather you, or like, how do I say this? I got an X amount of bullets. Do I save them for certain amounts of seasons? Now shoot all your bullets and get a new gun every season is like my philosophy. Like I'd rather, let's condense season two into season one 
and then but like i said it's probably because of my age group and culturally where we are how we've changed as viewers yeah yeah i i think i think those are all fair points man but it reminds me of Lost, where I'm like, where the f- any fucking answer? Give me a fucking, give me one answer. <laughs> like, Vince, Dave, say something. Like, Chief, fucking say something. We got Lucy, and like, that seems to be it. Like, how the fucking, the fucking super fast guy gave us more fucking answers in like the 10 <laughs> seconds. And the flower guy gave us more answers in his like 30 seconds of coherence. Yeah, it was like right at the end of the episode. Da-da-da. Wait, I, I mean, believe he's, it was Lucy. He's in a coma for almost the whole episode. So, episode. or comatose, I should yeah. say. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, but I said, like I said, that's a modern complaint in 2020, which was to circle back to something we talked about in the first episode, which was how does this compare? How does this? How does this exist? Uh, and we'll see. Obviously, I'm not going to be like I'm going to stop watching because we have a podcast about this. I'm not going to stop watching ever, but I want some answers next season because. Uh, I won't say I'm frustrated. I won't say that because I'm not like frustrated per se as much as I'm like, all right, I would have preferred some answers, but I get it. But I, next season, I want some answers. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm in the, you know basically the same place. I still like the season. I yeah. mean, when I when I uh, average my ratings, the average episode is a seven point one for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so a seven. Yeah. That's not bad over a 13 episode season. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a fan. I obviously I will because I've watched it before. Yeah. But I, I do I, I, like you. I do want answers in, in, in season two. I, I thought there could have been a little more in season, season one. Yeah. And and, you know, and I'm probably not asking for as much as you, but I, I want <laughs> I want a little more. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm actually excited to get the season two. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Are really strong. I would say after sketchy, the season picks up pretty good speed and doesn't really let go. Yeah, sketchy. I I, I probably moved it up uh, one point too high, and this and then, uh, you know, there's good elements. Uh, ain't no sunshine outside of that. The fact that it's oh four, yeah yeah you know within uh, two minutes of the episode starting or three minutes. Really good elements, but some problems. I I should say this with as you were. I think the show picks up a lot of speed um but i think with as you were onward that's five episodes that's just bam 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 like it like that's the pace i want i want from as you were onward uh is like let's let's keep that pace up yeah i mean from from as you were on you know eight 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 seven nine yeah exactly that was good and i have obviously a much higher opinion of resurfacing than you do uh but I think, but I think I those last five are all awesome. I think I said Garrett before. The last name was uh, was Garrick. So yeah, because uh, it's the Flash's name. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the original Flash, Jay Garrick, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you, like I said, after I watched the commentary, uh, you know, it, it was it was a good episode. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm not trying to be like you're wrong. Um, yeah. It just it, and it, it really sucks for the character, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna be stuck in this house, vibrating so fast that I won't be able to interact with my family ever again. Yeah, it's tragedy, man. So how, it how sucks. The, how the fuck does he eat? You know, you can't. How does he eat? Yeah, I mean. So questions. would you, if you had a, questions. so you would give the season a seven overall, since that's kind of the average of all the episode scores. I got to stick with my, I got to stick with my system. I you think know, seven's uh, a good, I think seven's a good. The, the frontal meter has declared seven and uh, 
I would say strong pilot. Uh, gets a little weak in the middle. Obviously, the episode shuffling's not not good. And then the next couple episodes after that have some big glaring weaknesses. But then the back half of the season picks up pretty significant, like picks up steam pretty significantly and uh, never really lets go, which I like. So I give it I give it a seven. Yeah. See, so we be- we both ended up uh, basically at the same place. So, yeah, if we get some more answers in season two, this easily could become an eight easily. Easily. And uh, it, and that's the thing for me on a scale of, uh, you know, one, you know, the French meter, a seven is worth watching to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would probably watch six, uh, maybe even a five if it's a really cool <laughs> concept. Yeah. You know, and, you know, to get to a nine, it needs more boutique scene, uh, more Joe Campbell and uh, more Captain. Is it Richards? Captain Richards, we got to bring them back somehow. If those three so. things happen, we get more of those two guys and more of a uh, more boutique, uh, tra- more boutique scenes than uh, I can see Haven. You know, maybe even hitting a ten. I got, I got the cat it. mask, more cat masks, more cat masks, and uh, the piece of paper with the drawing of Richards washed ashore and eventually <laughs> dries out, and he just bees back and he's pissed. I'm imagining uh, if he became something like the creature from the Black Lagoon, like seaweed gets mixed in with the paper, <clears throat> comes like See, a water ghost. And endless, endless possibilities for it. But yeah, it, it was a good season. It's a good show. I, I bet you in 2010, I probably would have ranked it at eight to nine, knowing yeah. myself, you know, at the time. Yeah. But, um, also, if we could somehow integrate Haven Dance Party into into the actual episodes, then then it's a 10. It's a sh- it's a shame that Haven Dance Party wasn't included in the the Blu-rays. I'm a little disappointed in the distributor at that. Well, yeah, I don't think E Entertainment One wants uh, <laughs> images of what Nathan's doing of what uh, Lucas, Lucas Bryant. Yeah, he, he's Lucas Bryant. That's uh, <laughs> he's definitely not playing Nathan in the Haven Dance Party. But, yeah, I don't uh, think they want that on the Blu-ray. Speaking um, of the Blu-rays, I finally put them away yesterday and figured it out. So uh, I was embarrassed. Salt. I was like, if, if Alex fucking figured this out, you know. Like if he can do it, anyone should be able to do it. No, <laughs> if he can do it, I definitely should be able to do it, you know. So, but most people probably wouldn't. But, you know, we're exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> only said, almost, only said, broke one disc. No, I'm just kidding. S- <laughs> said no one ever <laughs> but uh yeah so i think that i, I think that's a good place to really uh wrap up the for, uh, season one review yeah all right real quick predictions what do you think is gonna what are some predictions for season two of things you don't remember i don't i think i remember a couple of things but uh, things we don't remember what do you so what are some predictions for season two what do you think is going to happen Oh gosh, I'm trying to think what I would have thought in 2010 versus you know before I saw uh, you know for 2011 when the season two came out. Obviously, the tattoo is an organization. Okay. I mean, since I there's know, multiple people, I think that makes sense. Yeah, multiple people, the headstones. It's it's an organization. Now the question is, who's all in this organization? Yeah, and, and what's their know, goal? What's what's their goal? I think that's going to happen. Is it a Scientology thing? Well, you know, eventually, if Nathan pays enough, he finds out that God is an alien. And uh, so, oh, shit, I just ruined it for everyone who was considering joining. You might want to have to edit that out because those guys play hardball at that church. 
Uh, <laughs> we're going to get like a C, a C and D from the Church of Scientology. They're going to yeah. find out our net worth and uh, of like, our yeah. podcast, which yeah, is uh, eighty thousand. <laughs> believe me, it's to the right of the decimal point, though, folks. <laughs> right of the decimal point. Okay, and then yeah, yeah, I, I like that prediction. Uh, uh, Nate, think- I predict Nathan's going to become chief, and he's going to fight the Rev, who's against the troubled, and uh, you know, and one of them if not two of them, including Duke, will get a love interest. They're not ready for Audrey to get with either one of them yet in season two. I know, you know, that. So okay. give, me a hot, be... give me a hot take. A hot take. Give me something that's just kind of a little crazy. What, what do you think? I think uh... we're going to have an episode where Chief comes back. Hmm. I, I know I already said that, but that that's my prediction. Okay. Because uh... the rocks were moving. The rocks were moving. We're going to get a sequel scene to that boutique dress scene. We're going to get another one. Not exactly the same, but we're going to get a Audrey trying on things and uh, some, uh, one or more males commenting creepily on it. That'll be my hot take. Boutique uh, to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> boutique to Electric Boogaloo. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if breaking wasn't enough for you breaking to electric boogaloo will definitely uh, uh, take you to that next level where turbo does his best moves the um, fact I that i remember you that know. oh my god i can't believe you know i just know because it's a meme you know on the internet is blah 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 to electric boogaloo is what you do well wait till you hear this i saw it in the theaters <laughs> wait wait one or two uh, just two. I saw one on what? TV. You haven't... Oh, okay, okay. I thought you had. No, seen I saw one. one. Of course. I mean, of course, yeah. I saw Breaking. Come on, I'm not a fucking animal. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we were cultured in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Crazy. Uh, let me see. Hot take. Uh, the fan fiction goes wild because at some point Duke asks Nathan to rub sunblock all over. Oh, uh, that's a good chest. one. That's a good one. Yeah, something sexual between Nathan and Duke that takes us by surprise. I like that. Just, um, you know, it, you know, we don't know for sure, but it leaves the questions lingering. All right. So those are hot. Those are stupid. Yeah, those are probably enough hot takes. We get any more <laughs> hot takes. We won't make it banned uh, off of all the platforms. But yeah. So there it is. Uh, those are our predictions for season two. Uh, my real prediction, I'll say we'll we'll finally figure out what's happened in Nate and Duke's past. We'll get a concrete answer on a, a moment that really split them apart. Yeah, I mean, we, we got the start of the schism, and then I think we'll get the second part of the schism. You know, I assume there's only one more major incident, and I I, I think we will get that. That that makes that makes a lot of sense. So. So that's my real prediction, not my stupid hot takes. We'll revisit these at the end of season two and uh, be like, man, I'm an idiot. Or that would have been nice. All right. <laughs> so I think that's it for the episode, though. That's <laughs> We have now completed season one. We will be returning to the town beneath the town in t- uh, a little over two weeks. Uh, we're taking a little hiatus between seasons here, kind of how you know Haven takes the summer off or something like that for to to shoot some episodes. Uh, we'll be taking a little holiday, a little winter break, but the quickest way to reach us, if you have any questions is by email, you can contact us at troubledrewatchpod at gmail.com. We want to hear what you guys thought about this season overall, or do you hate our scores, hate our criticism, want us to shut up about fucking supernatural and American horror story. Uh, you can email us there at troubledrewatchpod at gmail.com. Once again, you can find us on Anywhere you listen to your podcast services like Apple, Google, Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, we're also up on YouTube. We're a little behind on Vimeo, but it takes a while for those to come out. 
because of the uh, the download, the upload limit. But uh, it really helps us if you hit subscribe, if you hit the like button, and on available services, if you can comment or leave reviews. That uh, always helps us. If you want the podcast straight from the source, you can visit us at troubledpodcast.com. That's our website. We'll have all our episodes, news, announcements, stuff like that. That'll be all there for you. And if you want to follow us on Twitter for updates, you can follow us at Havens Trouble. It's capital H, capital T. Uh, we make funny tweets. Just kidding. Not really. But Eric Balfour and Sam Ernst, you know, they've, they've, they've retweeted. They've liked. They've responded. The word's getting out. <laughs> yeah. Soon enough, maybe Eric Balfour will uh, will come on the show and then eventually listen and then eventually sort of never come back on the show. Uh, we, <laughs> we love making the show for you, but there are some costs and we like to upgrade stuff like that Vimeo upload limit. And uh, we have a Patreon. We're asking for your help. We're asking you guys to sign up for our Patreon, but we're not leaving you empty handed if you do. We have three tiers. Our first tier so when you subscribe to our $1 tier, the Haven Taurus tier, uh, it gets you a couple things, the production documents. So my dad was talking about notes he does and how detailed they are. You can find those there. We also give a shout out to everybody who signs up, like Frank and Autumn. And I want to thank Autumn, but uh, did you say Frank? I thought it was litigator lascivious. <laughs> right, because everyone who signs up for at least the $1 tier gets a Wu-Tang nickname made up by us that one was frank's and if you sign up we got another one our three dollar tier is the haven resident tier that one gets you access to our side series troubled with extra syrup so as you've heard us kind of shill for it earlier in the episode we've covered the colorado kid our soundtrack episode where we covered all the licensed music that was used in haven season one uh we pitched our version of joyland the month of January, we're doing a review on Castle Rock, the show that takes place in a Stephen King universe. So we're doing season one just in totality. Uh, I'm sure you'll be like, oh, fuck, I have to listen to them talk about American Horror Story again. I thought we were done with that. Um, <laughs> we'll never be done with it. Yeah. Why do they keep bringing up Arrow? We will be done with that. <laughs> uh, we also have our $5 tier, which gets you uh, the director's cuts and and a Zoom call with us if you want that we can schedule and we can talk if you want to record and upload it also if you want to like heard by everybody we can do that so just uh we'll be contacting you if you join that tier to set it all up like i said we always want to hear from you guys so go ahead email us tweet at us uh whatever you want to say if you want to just talk about the episodes if you want to like give us critique on the how we podcast we're open ears so to say goodbye for season one this is alex french and this is uh, Rich French, or uh, should I say Enchanter Sick. It's, um, no, it's Belt-Toed Hot. So I want to thank everyone for listening and taking this journey back to Haven with us through all 13 episodes of season one. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And I look forward to you returning for season two, where we'll be coming up with more great content as we watch the episodes. We've already come up with an extra segment for season two, and it's just as stupid as you will think it as you think we would come up with uh, yes. going off our track record <laughs> when you when you think we can't come up with anything stupid we will come up with <laughs> something that's even more stupid than you thought was possible but that's what we do we're the frenches so <laughs> once again thank you everyone for listening please come back be safe and remember never let your troubles get you down <laughs>